Charlene and Bob Steinkamp, the founders of Rejoice Marriage Ministries, are pleased to bring you the following message. To find out more about other materials available from Rejoice Marriage Ministries, or if we can minister to you in any other way, please contact us. You can write Rejoice Marriage Ministries, P.O. Box 10548, Pompano Beach, Florida 33061. Please visit our website at www.rejoiceministries.org. Our hope is that you will receive the encouragement from the Lord and with His strength and power, your marriage can be all that your Heavenly Father planned it to be. Do you ever feel like that runner? Like you're going along in life, everything seems fine, and then suddenly something happens and knocks you down. It might be a divorce, it might be separation, it might be a non-covenant child, and that father is the picture of your heavenly father. And he comes along, and he helps you get through it, and he helps you get to the finish line. It's not always easy. It's not always without pain. I haven't read anywhere in the Bible where God promised that this was going to be one big carousel ride, and there was going to be no pain, and there was going to be no trial, and there was going to be no suffering. Look at the prophets that have suffered in the Bible. But he made a promise that he will never leave us or forsake us, and he will help us. When we're going through these valleys, whatever the valley is, we have to be firm, and we cannot crumble. We cannot be shaken. When I was thinking about what I was going to speak on, this one song that's new kept coming to my mind, we will not be shaken. We will not be shaken. And how important that is for us in our Christian walk, not to be shaken. In our lives, our family has gone through the valley of a medical condition with our youngest daughter, Ashley. And in the midst of that, I can't be shaken. I wish God would swoop down and heal her, but he's not healing her right now, and that's okay. I'm not going to be shaken. We have to endure some things that she'll have to endure the rest of her life. I'm going to teach her not to be shaken because we serve a God that is going to use our testimony in the hard times and in the good times, and he's going to do the same for you. He's going to use this. I don't care if your spouse is not home yet. He's going to use your testimony right now. Your stand, your testimony to those around you, your testimony to your in-laws, your testimony to your friends at church, your testimony to the people that think you're crazy. Because people think you're crazy. But you're not crazy. Missy wasn't crazy. Dennis wasn't crazy. My mom wasn't crazy. And that's okay if they think you're crazy. If you're going to be crazy for Jesus, who better to be crazy for? All right, who better? Open your Bibles with me to Psalm 30, verses 6 through 12. It says, When I felt secure, I said, I will never be shaken. O Lord, when you favored me, you made my mountain stand firm. But when you hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I called. To the Lord, I cried for mercy. What gain is there in destruction? Am I going down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it proclaim your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be merciful to me. O Lord, be my help. You turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy that my heart may sing to you and not be silent. You can have joy. You can have joy in the midst of this. You can have joy when you get those divorce papers. Have joy. You do not have to be shaken. You do not have to crumble. We'll get emails and phone calls from people, and they will say, 
I got the papers, and it's devastating, but guess what? God knew those papers were coming, and he allowed it to happen, and you say, Lord, you take these papers, and whatever happens, happens. My mom was divorced. Other people were divorced. Luz and Fabian, we heard from last night, 13 years. It doesn't mean anything. That, those papers are not too hard for the Lord to overcome, and that's what you have to remember. Those of you that have kids still at home, you are a testimony to those kids right now, and their faith for their future is being formed by watching how you're going through this. And you have to be careful. Someone asked me this morning about your children and what you say to your children. Your children do not need to know the details. I don't care how old they are, even as adult children, they don't need to know the details. There's no benefit to it. I was 13. I had an older brother and a younger brother. And until we were adults, we did not know some of the details. When my dad was on his deathbed, he would call us over a couple times. He called the kids over just to say, I just, before I die, want to apologize again for X, Y, and Z. And we didn't know. We did not know, and that's okay. There is no benefit to sharing with your kids, but what you can tell your kids is you serve a God that is in control, and you serve a God, and we are not going to crumble under this. We are not going to be shaken under this, and you are going to help mom. You are going to help dad pray for that absent mate. You're going to respect your parent that is gone, and we're going to pray, and on your child's age level, whatever that is, help them understand and understand that they can pray and they can see answers to prayer. Help them journal. I was speaking to somebody last night. I journal when we have little blessings because sometimes you get a little blessing and you're like, thank you, Jesus, like the towels that Missy got. Thank you, Jesus. And then you have a bad day and you go, God, where are you? You haven't answered any prayers. You haven't done anything for me. You know what? Look back in that journal and say, I remember when, when we started journaling was actually February, probably six years ago. My husband was a realtor. He was a very successful realtor and the housing market tanked, as you all know, and our income disappeared and he had to find a job and get a paycheck quickly. And so it was approaching Valentine's Day. We had four kids, and so we had four boxes of Valentine's cards to buy, candy to buy, and we did not have the money for that. And one Sunday at church, an older lady came up to me and said, I was cleaning out a closet and found these cards and thought maybe one of your kids would have wanted them. And they were Jeff Gordon Valentine cards. And if I would have taken my son Ryan to the store, he would have picked those exact cards. And I said to Ryan, this is God answering a prayer we didn't even know we had. And he'll do that for you, and you need to write it down so when you have those days that you feel like you need to crumble, you won't be shaken. In my mind, I kept thinking of this when I was thinking about this teaching. I kept envisioning what's called an air dancer. I don't know if you have them where you are. Some of you that are in the hills may not have them. But in Fort Lauderdale and in South Florida, we have these big creatures that are on top of used car lots, and they shake around in the wind. Have any of you ever seen them? And the wind will come, and they'll go down, and they pop right back up. And that is the visual I want you to have for how you need to be in the midst of this. You know what? You might tip over when you get those divorce papers. Get back up because you do not have to crumble and be shaken because of this. You might have a situation where your spouse says, like what Missy heard, there's a child on the way. You do not have to let it destroy you. We serve a God that can control and handle everything, and you can give it to him. When my mom was standing, it was years and years ago, and there wasn't a group like this. She didn't have the support, and if you want to think people thought she was crazy, they did think she was crazy. 
but she kept firm to not tell the whole church what was going on. She told her one prayer partner, and she would share the details with that prayer partner because she needed to have that release. She didn't tell her in-laws. She didn't tell us. She didn't even tell the pastors all the details. And that was so important because when my dad came back and he had said the whole time, maybe what you're hearing from your spouse, I will never darken the door of that church again. They know all of my garbage. I will never go back. The first Sunday that he was back, he said, we're going to that church today. And he stood up that Sunday and he apologized to the church for his failure. And he could do that because she had protected him. And you need to do that for your spouse. I know you're devastated. I know you're hurt. I know some of you have been through awful things, but spreading it is not going to do anything except damage your spouse's reputation. Look with me at Psalm 62, verses 1 through 2. My soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. It doesn't say I won't be shaken sometimes. It doesn't say but. It says I will never be shaken. And that's what we have to remember. I'm fascinated with gardening and farming. We can't do that, obviously, where we live in South Florida, but I just think it is so neat. And we have a couple you-pick farms in our area, and I'll take my kids there. I just think it is so beautiful when you see the rows of, of the crops that they've planted. And we've even gotten as a family involved in watching a show on TV about a farming family. And I just think it's fascinating. They have such science that has to go into figuring out how many seeds to put in the ground, how far to place them, and exactly what to do to get their crops. But once those seeds are planted, the farmer really doesn't have a lot of control. You can't control the wind. You can't control the hail. You can't control the sun. You can't control the rain. You have to have faith that a harvest is going to come. And right now you have a lot of seeds being planted in your life and you may not see the sun or the rain coming that's going to build that harvest up, but you have got to hold on and wait for the harvest because what a travesty it would be if a farmer said, I give up, I don't see anything happening, nothing's growing, forget it, I give up on this. And then days and weeks later, up pops the harvest. Greg was an example of that. Missy was not expecting him to come home that day. My mom was an example of that. Luz and Fabian were an example of that. And your spouse may come home the same way some of them did, where they came home, but they didn't know what they were doing there. Don't get discouraged when that happens. Don't feel defeated. Say, God, this is an in-home prodigal now, and we're going to keep praying and fighting, and we're going to go about this a different way, and I'm not going to give up on you. Isaiah 43, verse 2, is another great scripture that I love. I bet many of you have this marked in your Bible. It says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. You're walking through fire right now, aren't you? The flames will not set you ablaze. These are the scriptures that you have to hold on to and you have to remember. And when Satan whispers in your ear, give up. This isn't worth it. They're never coming back. They're so happy. It's been five years. It's been five days. They're never coming back. They love somebody else. 
They're so happy. Don't listen to that. My dad, if you've read any of his books, will say, we all thought he was happy. He was losing weight for the first time in his life. He was wearing a new wardrobe. He would come to pick us up and he had on a pink button down shirt. He has never worn a pink button down shirt in his life and suddenly Mr. Metro is wearing a pink button down shirt. <laughs> and we thought he had gone off the deep end. But in the, what we didn't know was he was struggling with the Lord because he knew he was living a double life. He knew the truth. And he looked happy on the outside and looked like he had it all together. But when he would lay his head on his pillow at night, he would battle with the Lord and say, Lord, please don't let me die because I don't want to meet you. I don't want to stand in front of you right now with how I'm living and have to answer for this. So do not look at the circumstances. It's not easy, but you focus on God and you focus on this word. And when your husband or your wife walks back into your life, you are going to be ready for them. And you're going to be prayed up and you're going to know that that is not the finish line. My mom and dad said their whole life, we're standers for life until he died. We're standers for life because Satan is going to keep attacking and keep trying to break down what God has done in your family. And you can't give up. You cannot stop reading the Bible. You cannot stop connecting with other people. You cannot be shaken. So I hope that as you go forward this weekend that you would just remember that. And I hope that as you get whatever circumstances come your way, I know some of you have had a rough week this week. We have been praying for a couple weeks. We knew some of you were going to have some battles getting here this weekend. And when you leave and you're on that high, you're probably not going to get too far out of town before that high goes like this. And you know what? Lord, you know that was coming. I'm not going to be shaken. You know what's in control. I'm not giving up. And you do it for your family. You do it for your children. You do it for those grandchildren because our kids are little. I remember when our older kids first heard about divorce, one of the neighbors was divorced and they said, why doesn't Ashley call her dad, dad? And I said, they're so innocent and they don't understand it. And now they do. Well, our kids and our grandkids, they know about divorce. They know what a prodigal is and they understand it. And you know what? That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing because they have faith that they have seen through this journey, through what their grandparents did. My dad was transparent with them and told them what he did. And he said, I failed. And I pray that each of them will take that to their marriages and say, you know what? This is not an option. Divorce is not an option. When my husband and I got married, we said, all right, well, the D word can never come up. That doesn't mean we have a fantastic marriage every day of the week. Some days we say, oh, man, I don't like you much today. But that's real life. But we have, to tell, we have to train our kids and let them know that you don't get an out. You don't get to just run away from your problems. And we serve a God that can solve those problems. And I don't care if your husband or wife has an addiction problem, if they are addicted to pornography, whatever their problem is, we do not have a God that cannot overcome that. So do not let somebody say, well, yes, but he's abusive. Well, yes, but she has a temper. Well, she has six boyfriends. It does not matter. If your husband or wife was diagnosed with cancer, you would move heaven and earth to get them treatment. Your church and your pastor and your friends would rally behind you. And so often we are so willing to throw away a family because it gets uncomfortable.
And we have got to be willing to say, I am standing for my marriage. I'm not going to be shaken. I'm going to continue to go to Sunday school by myself. And I wish my spouse was with me, but they're not. I'm going to take my kids to church. I'm going to pray and show my kids that God answers prayer. And you can do that and be a witness for all of them. So that's my prayer for you today. Do not be shaken. Will you stand with us and sing that song? This world has nothing for me This life is not my own I know you go before me And I am not alone This mountain rises higher The way seems so unclear But I know that you go with me So I will never fear I will trust
If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages. Divorce strikes families around the world, often with little notice. You can help us minister to these families with your financial gift. Visit RejoiceMinistries.org and help us teach men and women what Jesus can do for their hurting family.